Welcome everyone to Soren Pair. Why not together? Hi guys. There's Sandy. She appears. <laughs> so welcome to episode 31. Um, we are excited to share with you this subject. But first of all, just a reminder: Soren Pair is soaring together to explore new adventures while inspiring others to create their own. Um, so today we're going to be talking about taking control of your own health. Yes. And your own advocate. Mm. This is in her loaded topic. This is in her wheelhouse, so I'm gonna just sit back and listen and yeah. <laughs> let uh, her talk. It was actually Jim's idea to talk about this today, so um, I think it's a great topic. It's um, it's something that we could all use a little bit of direction on, and we'll get into it more. But um, I think it's very helpful information for everyone. Absolutely. Um, before we, we get to that though, first of all, those of you who are looking on the YouTube channel, you can see this beautiful necklace that Sandy got me, it mm. arrived late for my birthday last week, as some of you may know. It's called an Eternity Twist, and she ordered it from New Zealand. Um, it comes from the Maori tradition, which um, I absolutely love. I've actually been to New Zealand, you haven't, but when I was Not young, yet. we, we want to go. List. Yes. <laughs> For sure and the, the people down there are amazing but I actually wanted to read a little bit of this what this means the eternity twi twist because I thought it was beautiful so um, we'll put this on our, our Facebook page those in the podcast who can't see it but it's a, a twisting bone carving a necklace that she got me and it says here the design blends the power of the ocean with the form of the curled fern frond or koru Koru, as it opens, bringing new life and purity to the world. The Koru also represents peace, tranquility, and spirituality, along with a strong sense of regrowth or new beginnings. The Koru also is often associated with nurturing, so it's frequently used to represent strength and purity of a loving relationship within the family. The twist, with its crisscross form, represents the paths of life, showing the joining of two together of two people two cultures for eternity. Even though they sometimes move away from each other in their own journeys, they will always come together again, sharing and their lives and blending to become one. It shows how the strength of bond and friendship, loyalty and love, and the intertwining of these elements represent oneness within the natural world where power, beauty, old and new life all blend into one unifying force. Aww. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> necklace. I haven't taken it off actually since. Yeah, it looks good on you too. Yeah. And I thought it was a perfect representation of us. Yeah. How we do our own thing and then come back together. You know, it's... Right, it was a whole... That was the Celtic design of your actually, of your... My wedding ring. Wedding ring, which was designed by a friend of ours. Mm -hmm. um, and made we picked out the diamond we're very very lucky and yeah and I have the Celtic knots on my wedding ring so it's it just it continues to be a symbol of soren pair yes it's it really does. really cool so yeah. thank you it's beautiful I love it I thought people would enjoy hearing you know a little twist in our yeah. podcast surprised me I didn't know he was gonna do this so <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to um, my friend from South Africa, actually from Malawi, Frank, Frank Simwaka and his family. Frank posted something on my Facebook timeline. It's been a while since I posted any music. A lot's been going on. Um, I've been wanting to get back to it. And he posted two videos um, 
and said some very, very nice things on yeah. my Facebook page. Yeah, he did. He posted one original song, I Am With You, um, which is, um, you know, a vocal song. And then he posted Friendship Call, which I wrote six months ago when I originally met him, connected with him in South Africa, and then a longtime uh, childhood friend in China yeah. and, and inspired me to write that. And so you can go onto my Facebook page and listen mm -hmm. to those two videos or go onto my um, YouTube channel, Jim Sorensen, S-E-N, and um, listen to all my original music. I think there's over 40 videos there. So I plan to add some more um, here in the next week or two. Um, I'm actually going to enter some songs in a song competition coming up Good. Next by next weekend. Good. So I've got some work to do, but... Um, He's feeling inspired. I am. So thank you to my good friend and brother Frank. <laughs> um, wishing you and your beautiful family continued health and Always. prosperity. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you for inspiring me. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that. That's beautiful. Um, but we did also want, so last week you brought up something very personal going on with yourself. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah that was fun. Um, so <laughs> That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, we might get a little bit more into this later, but um, for an update, I went to the doctor and... And the doctor said, no, no more, more monkeys, monkeys jumping on the bed. I did that a long time ago, I think, in our first episode. I think you did. And I had to bring it up again. <laughs> okay. Anyway. You good now? No. Got that out? Uh, maybe good? not all the way. But. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I basically fired the doctor that we saw. And it... You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, he just wasn't the right fit for me, and so um, we're still looking. I, I think we have found, you know, we've sent the referral to the new doctor that we're going to try, and so we're still kind of in the process of things. I'm working with my doctor to find the right fit for me. Yes, but it is an urgent situation. It is. It's something, you know, there's a there's a growth in your very back of your jaw where your wisdom teeth yeah, used right, to be. Yeah, right here. And um, left side, and so it's something where it needs to come out. It's going to be dicey surgery, but yeah, we you know yeah, they're telling me you know I mean it's it's risky um, for many reasons, mainly because the main nerve goes through there, so there is a risk of you know palsy paralysis. Um, but the risk of leaving it in there is huge. Is you know is bigger. And we always look for benefit versus risk with medicine. So um, the benefit does outweigh the risk here. And so we are going to move forward, but we just have to find the right team, which we're in the process of. Now, with that being said, when this does finally happen, um, we may need to take a little bit of time off, depending on how things go and how long it takes. So we will keep you guys posted. If we're going to take some time off of our podcast, then we will post an update so that you know when we'll be back. Well, we were planning to take the holidays off between anyway. and, and then start a season two, if you will, at the first part of the year. So just depending on when you go into surgery, because it's going to take at least a month for you to at recover. Least, yeah, a month, six weeks. So, you know, we just, we really don't know yet, but so that we're just kind of keeping you up to date. That's where we're at right now, and it's subject to change. <laughs> right, right. But I think this is a perfect segue into 
the topic that we kind of discussed earlier that kind of just clicked, mm -hmm. um, which is becoming your own health advocate. Yeah. And this is something that you deal with every day. Every day that you have as a nurse. I really think when I when I've watched I've watched your nurse career for the last ten years. Of course, you've been a nurse for sixteen years, but the overriding theme. 16, right? 15? 17. Okay, sorry. I, I thought it was 2000, 2004, 2005. Yeah. Okay. Four. Okay, that's 16. Almost 17. May. Yeah, well, okay, 15, whatever. 16, 17, potato, patata. <laughs> Feels longer. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, what, what I, the point I was trying to make um, is that what I've noticed in the, and I've observed you helping patients in person, I've heard you helping patients over the phone. I've I've always said this before. I've pimped you out to my friends at, oh, yeah. at work saying, or, or, you know, friends, relatives saying, you know, Sandy's a nurse. So, and you I... need some help. <laughs> yeah, so my, my brothers and sisters, and when, when they've had different health events, I'm like, let's check with Sandy. Not that you're the all-knowing nurse, but the no. number one theme... I think that I've seen in your nursing, besides all the stuff that you do, is education. It's a huge part of nursing. Education is a huge part. Um, it's kind of expected, is that, you know, when the doctor talks to you and, you know, gives you instruction on anything, it's pretty much expected that the nurse comes in after and reaffirms it. Make sure that you understand. Just make sure if you have any other questions. Um, because honestly, and I've said this before and it's really true, when you're under any kind of stress or given news or a change, you know, you're only gonna obtain, you're gonna retain 10% of that information when there's any kind of stress. So you wanna make sure that you're getting all your questions answered and that you're getting written information uh, ask your doctors to write you know to get, give you a printout mm -hmm. give you a printout of you know whatever it is they're talking about so that you can not only talk while you're there to the doctor and the nurse but then go home and read about it once you've had time to assimilate well and one of the number one things I hear you doing again time and again over the years is because, you know, let's just be honest, you know, pharmacy, medications, you know, people, a lot of people are on several medications that are very important. Oh, yes. Yes. But not understanding why. The yeah. why behind it. Why the is why. that so important? <laughs> Let me Seriously. count the ways. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, that that's what that's what you notice, especially people discharged from the hospital, who's who you deal with. They're on medications. They don't know what they're for. Um, why they're taking them, why they're still taking them, you know, um, yeah. Uh, not knowing which medicines go together, what to ask. These are the kinds of questions. It's very important because you need to be, we all need to be involved in our care. We need to understand what we're taking and why, and is this forever necessary? You know, um, not just taking in literally and figuratively whatever a health professional says no matter who they are we need to understand what's happening with our bodies and be involved right and a lot of times i think the the tendency is just to 
listen to the doctor, what do you call it, white coat syndrome, and whatever they say, that's it. Yeah, and that's kind of an old school way of, of being. I think we're seeing now more and more people are taking an active role in their own care, and we love that. Um, doctors want that, just so you know. Um, as long as you're, you know, asking questions and letting them know that you want to be an active participant in your own care, that you don't want to just be told what to do and blindly follow, let them know that you want to be involved and that you want to be informed of, of all the changes. They appreciate that, just so you know that. Um, a lot of people, I think, don't realize that. Right, and if you are speaking to the patient but if you're kind of a meek person or you don't like to rock the boat or ask questions then I think it's really important you have someone in your family mm-hmm. or someone in your corner to to advocate and ask questions for you right and you know with that being said a lot of people do see their health care professional you know their doctor as a authority figure now that's fine but that doesn't mean that they have full authority over you. Um, like like we were saying before, just kind of remember that you're hiring them as much as they're accepting you. Um, it's, it's a give and take kind of thing, right? Right. You're the consumer. Just remember it that way. You're hiring this doctor to do a job and you're trusting them with your own health. So it's a pretty big job. Well, it was interesting without telling who the doctor was, um, but when I saw you in the chair as a patient and he was talking to you, you said, I don't feel comfortable. This isn't right. I mean, you immediately spoke. I mean, you weren't rude. It's not a matter of being rude or anything, but no. like, you, you're, you're not hearing me. In other words, you it, it was kind of an uncomfortable situation. You know me, I kind of looked down at my phone like, I'll just keep, play- <laughs> I'll just keep playing my game here. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm here, but yeah, she's got this. <laughs> so I'm playing my game on my phone going, oh boy, here it goes. <laughs> it's going to get ugly. <laughs> but, but you know, you didn't get ugly, but you were blunt and basically said. I don't agree. I don't agree and you're not hearing me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I told him that I, I respectfully disagree and I will be getting a second opinion. Um, I didn't agree with his um, approach or his rationale. And his lack, actually, his lack of approach, really. Yeah. Without going into the details, I really don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Um, but he really didn't understand what was happening with me, and that's not somebody I want to care for me. So, you know, again, I'm the consumer here. I need to trust you. Right. And so, firing your doctor, not that you want to go around firing your doctors. No. There's nothing wrong with that, as long as you're giving them an opportunity or a chance and not being rude about it. Of course, yeah, and not being rude about it, just, you know, being heard. And, you know, this is something I tell people all the time, and it's hugely important, I can't stress it enough, is if you feel like you can't tomorrow go to your doctor and have a candid conversation, if you can't go in and ask candid questions and get them answered, Uh, to your satisfaction or have a personal conversation with your provider, maybe, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do, but maybe you might want to consider that may not be the right provider for you. Um, 
it's so important. It's such a personal relationship that if you can't have that conversation, you might want to consider an alternative. Well, and, and that's okay. And doctors tend to be in a rush, so I think a lot of times they're so busy. They are busy. We understand that. However, um, they're there for you, and you right. know we're we're paying a lot of money, and we've been waiting in the lobby a while, and then you know the medical assistant does all our vitals, and we're waiting for that moment when the doctor comes in. And I think if you have a doctor that comes in, tells you something, and leaves, and really doesn't have that conversation with you, that or is doesn't not... give you a chance to speak. Right. Yeah. Or do you have any questions? Uh, well, no. Ugh. Yeah, and that's the white coat syndrome. Is you know you get in there, your blood pressure goes up. Your blood pressure is never the same at home as it is in the office. That's white coat syndrome. Your blood pressure goes up. But the other thing that I'll tell people is write down your questions before you go in. I'm a nurse. I still have to do it because doctors are busy. They're in a hurry. They have their own agenda. You know, of they're going to take care of A, B, and C for you, which is why you're here. But you have this laundry list of questions. I wouldn't suggest going in with a laundry list. But, or if you do, you let them know that, that they need to block out extra time for you for this visit. It's the kind thing to do. But regardless, write down what you have so that when you go in, you can just hand it to the doctor so that the doctor knows that you have questions that need to be addressed before they have to go out the door. It kind of saves you. Not being afraid to ask questions, not being afraid to say, hang on, before you run out the door and you send your assistant back in with the script or whatever, Yeah. Um, I, I have some concerns. I have some questions. Why? Right. Why am, are you putting me on this medication? Or and how long? Right. Is this? Do I have to take this forever? And, what is it treating? What else can it? What are the side effects? And if you remember in my history, I'm also taking med- medicine A, B, and C. Is that going to be a problem? Is inter- that going to be a problem? Interacting. Right. And it looks like these drugs are treating the same thing. Why am I taking two? Sometimes there's good reason. But sometimes these are how things get missed if we don't have the questions. And this is a big part of my job is, you know, looking through those medications and making sure there's no drug-to-drug interactions and, you know, doubling down. Or if you're on a diuretic but you're not taking a potassium replacement, why? Why aren't you? Right. Uh, you know, and there might be a good reason, but usually you should have it. Well, and one of the things, at the risk of this sounding like a commercial, but you work for a large insurance company as a, as a nurse case manager, you contact people who get discharged from the hospital to make sure and answer their questions. Yeah. And, and so if they don't, if and you've talked to people who really don't have anybody in the family advocating for them, they're maybe even a little confused or they're, they're not sure. Um, you become kind of become their advocate, right? Right, right. And, um, you know, every insurance company is going to have that. So if you don't have, we should all have our point person, like Jim said, either, you know, a close friend, relative, partner, somebody that you trust that can speak for you. This person needs to be somebody that can speak for you if you cannot. Um, it's not that they're going to take over your care. It's that, or, or always speak for you. It's that if I trust that Jim will be able to speak on my behalf in the way I would want, if I can't, 
That's what we're looking for. And if you don't have that person, then you call your insurance company and um, or your pastor. Some Find somebody who'd be willing to take on that responsibility. Or a social worker, but I mean, any, any you know, but a lot right. of them have nurse lines, right? So. Nurse lines, yeah. There's always, you know, all the insurance companies have it, and there's a nurse line that's available 24-7. There's always somebody to talk to. And if it's a medication question, uh, another great resource for you is your pharmacy, of course. The pharmacist is the next in line to the doctor, and I use the pharmacy all the time as a wealth of information for myself and for Jim. Yeah, so when you're grabbing a medication at the pharmacy counter, um, do you have any questions? I would definitely ask. Uh -huh. or, I do. Um, I do have questions. And can you compare this against the rest of my list? Usually the pharmacy's really good about catching that. But if they don't, or if you have questions, you know, hey, how can I eat that? How can I eat with this? Are there restrictions? You know, certain medications, you can't have vitamin K. You know, all kinds of reasons. Well, and then, you know, speaking of insurance company, understand how insurance, not that you have to know the ins and outs, but understand how it works on the medication side. Right. Um, ask those questions. Look at your bill. All that's really important instead of it's just so saying. It's so huge. And, you know, insurance changes so fast that I think it, it's really confusing to most people. Um, myself included. <laughs> and um, I work for the insurance company, but I'm a nurse. I don't work on the benefits side. So if you have benefits questions, if you're not sure if you're getting the most of, of your benefits, call them, ask. Tell them, you know, when you call the member services, tell them, I want to talk to somebody about my benefits. And if you're not comfortable doing it on the phone, tell them, I want someone to come to my home and go over this with me. And they will send someone. Oh, a lot of people don't know that. Nobody knows that. So that's why I'm telling you. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and we figured since, you know, you're becoming a patient, not that you haven't been to, you know, you know you're going to go through the next couple months, you know, a situation that's that's really dicey. You're going to have to go through surgery. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's important um, that, you know, all of us are probably going to face some kind of medical... At some point. You know, situation. And... Um, it's really important that I don't think everybody utilizes all the tools that are out there. No, no, they don't. Um, you know, there's there's a whole wealth of tools available to you of support, and you know, your insurance company. I hate to keep going back to that, but there really is a lot of resource there for you. And if you're not sure what is available to you call them one of the nurses would be happy to walk through it with you because they will help you find resources in your community they'll help you find resources with your doctors and through your benefits so there's a lot of good to be had there that most people don't realize is there i, I hear that all the time from people i didn't even know one of the things so. that you also i've heard you say a lot is Listen to your body. You know your body. Oh my goodness, yes. Pay attention to that. What do you? Can you explain a little more what you're talking about? Yeah, um, you're your best advocate. You know your body better than any doctor, any nurse. I don't care where. If you think something's wrong, 
something's probably wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. And I tell people that all the time. Um, you know yourself better than anybody else does. And if you feel like you're not being heard, speak louder. Or, you know, not to get angry loud. That's not what I mean. Um, I mean, just, you know, make sure that you're being heard. Let the doctor know, I don't understand. You know, I need to talk to somebody. I need more information. They will give you websites. That's something I need to touch on. You want to be self-educated, great, but do not rely on Dr. Google. <laughs> Dr. Google? <laughs> Dr. Google steers or, people wrong all the time. What is it? Med and what is that website? That WebMD. WebMD. Don't go there. Don't go there. Yeah. No, you don't want to go there. Um, your doctor will give you websites that are reputable um, and true information. You know, we have to remember anybody can put stuff on the internet and that doesn't make it fact. So or, or getting your diagnosis from social media <laughs> or Twitter or you know. It happens all the time and you know it's just uh, it's one of those things that you can work yourself up into a big scare unnecessarily and you can go way further than you need to go. So ask the doctor or the nurse to give you reputable websites so that you can self-educate because that's hugely important and you should do that. I'm, I hugely encourage that. Just make sure you're going to the right place. And it's okay to get a second opinion, right? I mean, that's what Always. we're doing here. Always, yeah. If you don't feel comfortable um, or if you you know feel like it, it your situation warrants a second opinion before you take that next step, go for it. Well, yeah, if they're it's not listening. right. Yes, and, you know, if somebody's saying, I just, I don't feel good, I don't know exactly how to describe it, and the doctor's like, yeah, you're fine anyway, but, the, you know, mm -hmm. th that that is what I'm talking about is, uh, is, you know, not just looking for a doctor to agree with you, but making sure you're being heard, or if even if you can't exactly explain what's going on, like, could we do some more investigation because I just don't feel right and I don't even know how to explain why. Right. And I've had this situation for many years. Yeah. I've had this situation. Um, I guess now's a good time to talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, so I had for many years, I've had chronic pain and um, doctors couldn't figure out why. and. It's one of those things where I think what happens, you know, they exhaust all different avenues and next thing you know, you get slapped with a blanket diagnosis or a um, catch-all diagnosis maybe. And if you're not comfortable with that, with accepting that label or that diagnosis, um, then you do need to get that second opinion and right. research more. Is that where you're going with yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, you you have struggled over the years with even some doctors saying, eh, it's, it's in your head. Yeah, you know, it's psychosomatic, you know. Oh, you're getting older. Yeah, no, I, I know my age, thank you very much, but this is a little bit more. I know my body. I'm very in touch with my body. And, um, you know, you know when it's more. Right. And, sure. and you have unfortunately gone through, and we could talk a whole, we could talk a whole other podcast about this, but just to touch on it, 
the, the prejudice or what's happened in pain management in the oh, last goodness. 10 years or so. And you've kind of gone through that cycle. And there's a lot of people out there who deal with pain, but it's so tightly controlled now because of the, um, the epidemic with... Um, the think, opiate crisis. Op- yes, the opioid crisis has caused um, people who really need pain medicine to almost... They can't get it. Yeah, can't they get can't what get they it. need. Yeah, n- nobody can get it anymore. And that's the thing, not that I'm I'm a proponent of everybody being on pain meds, because I'm not, but at the same token, there's people who really need it, they can't get it. And um, it's frustrating, it's a very frustrating thing. Um, what happens when you, you have to be careful with chronic pain, because if you go doctor shopping, because you don't feel like you're being heard, then the next thing you know, they, they become suspicious of you because they see in the history, because it's all recorded, that you've gone from one doctor to the next. Um, if you are going to a new doctor because you don't feel you're being heard, let the new doctor know that. My advice to you is let them know before you ever even get in the office, when you call them on the phone, I'm looking for a doctor that I can talk to. I'm looking for somebody that will hear me. I'm leaving my old doctor because, and you don't have to get into the details. Keep that to yourself. But just let them know, I'm looking for somebody that can hear me. And I didn't feel heard or what have you from the last doctor, and that's why it will go a long way. And it will kind of cover your backside. Right, exactly. one other thing we wanted to touch on before we, we wrap this up was, um, you know, we're talking about Western medicine, the medical field, and you're getting into energy work, which mm-hmm. is very different. How do you, how do you look at that and deal with the, you know, because there's two different schools of thought, and some people are like, oh, medical only, and some people are like, oh, only holistic and and healing and energy work only. Yeah. What What do you say about that? Well, <laughs> um, I have a lot to say about that, but let's keep this concise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so integrative medicine is where we're looking at both, right? Uh-huh. And so um, really, I feel like, you know, being open to either or is a good idea because we're noticing, we're seeing a lot more with the opiate crisis, for example, we're seeing a lot more of the alternative or integrative type modalities coming into play and a lot of them are now being covered by insurance, which is so exciting um, and necessary. But, you know, trying to, if you're comfortable with it, of course, but trying to be, you know, keep it in balance, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and bringing them together and making sure your doctor is comfortable with that. Um, If that's something you want and your doctor's not comfortable with that, find a new doctor. But, you know, you're running well. Um, Yeah, just making sure that you're comfortable with whatever modalities are being practiced for you and if you want more of the energy work, let them know. Yeah. Awesome. 
little bit of everything, you know, not being all one way or the other, I think is a great approach. It is, absolutely. And so just your final thoughts about being your own patient advocate? Uh, really, you know, passivity isn't gonna get you very far. Um, staying involved and be making sure you're heard. If you're not heard, then finding help, you know, to, to be heard. Yeah. It's really the best way to say it, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And this is what you do every day. This is what I've seen you do as a nurse. I thought it'd be great to take some, to take an episode to talk about that. And, I'm a and huge proponent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's what you do. It's what kind of your passion. And I think what you're going to continue to do is an energy healer. Absolutely. Um, with, with people. Um, Absolutely. It's all about um, taking control of your life and whatever, you know, and feeling like you're, you're an active participant in your own care, I think is so empowering and necessary. And, you know, self-care is not optional. It's required. Beautiful way to put it. We do have a quote at the end here that says, if you don't make time for your wellness, you will be forced to make time for your illness. So this is all about advocating for yourself and doing the proactive things to be well, but when you're facing a crisis, you know, take take charge of it. Yeah, you know, be part and if of you're it. not comfortable, find somebody who, who can walk through it with you. That's really the concise way of saying this. <laughs> <laughs> and this commercial was brought to you by Nurse Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, yeah. So hopefully so. this is helpful for somebody who's who's either going through something or as a friend or relative. It's you know utilize all the tools out there and you know stay positive through it. You know, Absolutely. And, and look at the balance of both sides: Western, Eastern, energy, alternative. There's there's some good in both both sides absolutely I think they both have their place and finding a way to blend them is beautiful it's a beautiful approach so to end with the sandyism okay um, the one I had is that's a good one write it down <laughs> that's a good one yeah yes write it, down. write it down we got that from I think an old comedian I can't think of his name he was an Irish comedian but that's a good one write it down <laughs> yeah. we like to say that to each other so 